<laughs> oh my god it uh the rob Finnessy game the indiana hoosiers are uh winners over purdue and what a night what a game what a moment we're gonna recap everything in today's episode you are locked on hoosiers your daily podcast on the indiana hoosiers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What is up, guys? It is Friday, January 21st. You guys know what it is. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop. Everything IU Athletics, everything Rob Finnessy today. Uh, this is Locked on Rob Finnessy for the day. Uh, what a night. What a game. We are coming to you literally uh, moments after that game goes final. Uh, I am your host, as always, Jacob Rude. Joining me is Jared Gasul. Jared, buddy, holy crap, <laughs> what a night. I love that you started this out, this podcast out with uh, what's going on, everybody, like we don't already know what's going on. Because yeah, nothing big happening that, tonight. The only thing that matters is how long it's going to take to build the statue of Rob Fennessy outside Assembly Hall. That is the only thing that matters, and I know they're still doing work on the highway. I haven't been in Bloomington in probably four years, two or three years at this point. Um, I'm sure they're still doing work on the highway. All those construction workers just got to move like two miles towards <laughs> Bloomington and just start working on the statue with that leftover cement because, oh, my goodness, Jacob. What a night. I'm going to say that a lot. Um, Rob Finnessy. Leads the Hoosiers to a upset of number four Purdue. We're going to talk all about it. Let me get through all the intro stuff we have to do, and then we're going to talk all about this one. Uh, I appreciate you guys for making this part of your day, making it your first listen every day. A reminder that we are free and available on all platforms, especially YouTube. You can go check us out at Locked on Hoosiers. Uh, you can also subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers or on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. Oh, okay. If you guys missed it, I I feel terrible for you because that was an incredible game. Uh, Indiana went 68-65 over number four Purdue, stormed the court afterwards. Very, I am always pro court storming. Uh, especially when you beat a top-ranked team, especially when uh, you beat a team that has beat you for nine straight games dating back to 2016. Uh, and it was all on the back of Rob Finnessy and Xavier Johnson, just as we all predicted. Uh, before we dive into any other kind of analysis, wax poetically about Rob Finnessy with me uh, on this one, Jared. If I, I mean, if I have to, uh, <laughs> we, we were actually texting before the game and we, it, we'd sort of earmarked um, Finnessy and Xavier to have big games tonight. We were comparing it to another, another sporting event, but we were going back and forth and I had, a, I had a weird feeling that Finnessy being a, an Indiana kid, having chosen to go to Indiana, I felt like this was a big night for him, especially with a point to prove, um, Xavier has been playing good ball as well, but I mean, they just, what is there to say? What is there to say when Rob Finnessy misses a three near the end of regulation, Indiana gets the ball back, 
and Mike Woodson, the, the, the man, the myth, the legend, the greatest coach Indiana basketball has had since Bob Knight. I don't care. I'm saying it. <laughs> that, that he has the absolute guts to say, give it back to Bob. Give it mm. back to Bob. And that's exactly what they did. And he rewarded that confidence. And it is amazing what happens when a coach believes in you and a coach, a coach's message gets through to you. And it's, I hope this is like the big point of Finnessy's Indiana basketball career, looking at the macro for just a half a second. I hope that he continues this momentum throughout the remainder of the year. But, oh my God, I mean, on a court with Ivy and Trace Jackson Davis and uh, forget just Ivy, probably one of, I hate to compliment Purdue, but probably one of the two or three most talented teams in the country on paper. Rob Finnessy was the best player on the court, beginning to end. Every single second that he was on the court, he owned it. And that is just unbelievable to see because sometimes you get role players who have a good game or have a great game, but they don't dominate. They kind of come in and they just do it in flashes. Finnessy spent 40 minutes tonight dominating Purdue and playing the absolute game of his life. It was a Rob Finnessy masterclass. I just just build the statue already. Build the statue. <laughs> I, I know Fred uh, isn't there anymore, but Fred, get get it get it done, man. Scott Dolson, Fred, whoever it takes, Mark Cuban, uh, whoever it needs to be told to build the statue. Uh, I will happily eat all the crow on this one because I thought we had reached a breaking point that Nebraska game. Uh, Mike Woodson was putting the ball in Trey Galloway's hands to try to run the offense. That felt like a breaking point. Uh, Mike Woodson said after the game, I'm sorry if for those watching on YouTube, if I'm looking away, I'm trying to grab quotes as they come across our timeline. But uh, Mike Woodson said after the game, uh, quote, Rob and I had a beautiful conversation hours before the ball game. And it's just nice to see how he performed. It was a be- it was beautiful to watch. Uh, he won't reveal what the conversation was about. Um, Xavier Johnson says he's at a loss for words, and apparently he also lost his voice, which uh, relatable. I'm not sure if I will have a voice tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Rob Finnessy as well. He said that the the game winning play that you referenced, the baseline out of bounds, uh, they put it in during shoot around this morning um the play before uh, on his game winner he told coach that he wanted to shoot the ball uh so he asked for it they put in the game winner or they put in the play for him to knock down the game winner um it was a incredible night for him i as you said we were texting during it this was this wasn't simply like Rob Finnessy making shots that sometimes he misses. This was Rob Finnessy taking shots he never even considers taking. He was coming off screens and just pulling up for three, hitting step backs. I honestly can't recall him ever coming off of a screen to shoot a three-pointer like he did on the penultimate offensive possession. And then I don't remember them ever drawing up a out-of-bounds play for Rob Finnessy to knock down a three-pointer on the final possession and to see him with just that much confidence that's the point guard i you thought it was getting uh when they recruited him to see a, a lafayette kid who picked iu over purdue uh i actually don't even i think the purdue kind of cooled on him and didn't actually really end up recruiting him in the end i could be wrong on that but regardless a lafayette kid to come to indiana 
and etch his name into this rivalry's history. Uh, a remarkable performance. 20 points, 8 of 13 shooting, 4 of 7 from 3. Uh, he almost hit his career high in the first half alone. He had 17 points in the first half, cooled off a bit in that second half, but uh, he had carried the team to that point and had them in a position. Trace Jackson Davis played 11 minutes. He was a non-factor uh, until the very final, or I guess the penultimate defensive possession where he made a, a great play on Jaden Ivey to force a really bad shot and then gets the rebound and knocks down the two biggest free throws of the night. So um, if you would have told me before the game that Trace Jackson Davis played 11 minutes, I would have told you Purdue won by double digits, maybe triple digits, because I, I would have – I was not optimistic about uh, this game, but – and I would have – I was – there would have been no hope, I would have thought, without – uh, Trace, but our point guards absolutely carried the show tonight. We're going to keep talking about them in just a moment. Uh, first, though, guys, let's talk about NetSuite. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to make the switch and upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses, netsuite.com slash locked. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Before we dive any deeper into kind of players or anything like that, my, or more thoughts on Woodson, what about those fans tonight, man? What a, Assembly Hall is so back. Assembly yes. Hall is so I, – I, I mean, there was not a single point where the fans were down, where the arena was quiet, even towards the end of the game, where Indiana's offense went a little bit stale. They still were loud as hell on defense um, after a year of obviously, you know, COVID related shutdowns um, and, and four years of uninspiring Archie ball <laughs> taking the wind out of the sails. It's, it's good to see, it's good to see the arena back and it's good to see the fans have as much buy-in as they've had into, into this team because We've sort of been like think we've sort of been thinking about it all year, and I think we've been a little bit hesitant to actually say it. But this is a special basketball team. I'm um, this is a special year, and that doesn't mean they're going to go and make a Cinderella run to win a national championship. That doesn't mean that they're one of the best teams in the country. This is just a, such a uniquely likable team. Especially, it's the antithesis of the last four years of Indiana basketball. 
Uh, really the last six years, if we're, we're going to be in the trust tree, really the last six years here. But it is just, it's great to see the fans have the buy-in. It's great to see them really getting behind the team, not getting loud because it's Assembly Hall, but getting loud because they know the team needs them. They know exactly what their role is in this game. They want to support not just an Indiana basketball team, but this Indiana basketball team. I mean, it's just assembly hall. Every single time I see it like this leaves me at a total loss of words. And it's just the, stu- the students showed up tonight, man. The students, the crowd, the, the the locals, every single person in that building made their voice heard. And it it made an impact. Look at Purdue, Purdue shot horribly from the free throw line. They were not at their best game. And yes, obviously, some of, you know, some of those have to be attributed to the defense and, and the scheme. But I mean, the crowd was just so, so loud and so into the game. It felt like prime Indiana basketball. It felt like the prime of the Tom Crean era. And this team isn't as good as those teams, but the fact that they're able to reproduce that kind of emotion in the crowd and resonate with the fans like that, it, it's, a, it, it's a beautiful thing to see. It, re- it really is. And it all starts with Mike Woodson and what he's, he's been here for less than 20 games at this point. I don't know exactly how many, but less than 20 games. And he has completely changed not just the program in terms of wins and losses and things of that nature, how people are viewing the program. There's a buzz within this program that wasn't there before. Before the game, there were videos of lines going from Assembly Hall all the way to Briscoe. And I certainly have never seen a line that far. And so much of it uh, is because of him, what he's done for this team, for these players. He he empowers these guys. And I think Finnessy is the perfect example of that. Uh, another quote from him post-game, he's, uh, it's Woodson on Finnessy. He's had his ups and downs. I told him what happened in the past is in the past. It's okay to be good. It's okay to be great. I told him tonight in the locker room, no matter what anyone says, I'll always be in your corner. I can't imagine how just empowering and kind of confidence boosting that is for uh, the players that he's playing under. And that's why you're able to get performances like tonight where out of nowhere, Rob Finnessy is having the best night of his career and looking like a totally different player. Um We've talked. We've talked plenty about him. There's so many guys that we could talk about tonight. I was going to say, can we talk? Can we talk about the guys? Because I think I want to close off with Mike Woodson talk because I, yes, he just he deserves his own segment for this. Yes, absolutely. Let Finnessy uh, was terrific in the first half, 17 points. Second half, I thought Xavier Johnson was really, really good. He had a couple stretches where I thought he was um, a little erratic. But overall, uh, he was really good on the night. He finishes with 18 points. You get 38 points from your two point guards. We talked about fantasy. What what made or what did you see from Xavier Johnson on the night as well? Um, I'm going to loop Xavier and fantasy into one specific number. Um, and that number is three. That's the amount of turnovers Indiana had tonight. That is 
beyond the pale of first off that's not normal for any college basketball team for for i don't care how good you are i don't care if you're running out prime aaron craft and ty lawson <laughs> there's your guard combo it does not matter that does not happen in college basketball especially with this indiana team which has had famously been turnover prone all season long they've lost games because of it that they were able to play so disciplined is just such a credit to the two of them for that guard play all night. And they were just, I, I mean, they, they ran the show. They ran the show. And it was just, Xavier deserves all, all, all the credit in the world. I mean, he played 32 of the best minutes of basketball he's probably ever played in his life. Um, just, uh, even when he looked shaky, he j- you, you just, there was an air about him where he had this sort of confidence where you could be confident in him on the side and be like, okay, you know what? He bad possession. I think he's going to bounce back on the next one. And he always did. He always did. It was always on to the next play, not thinking about the play before. And the, just the guard play was out of this world. I mean, Yogi and Jordan holes as a backcourt could not have, <laughs> they really couldn't have performed any better than those two did tonight. And, it's it's just unbelievable to have seen them do that and execute, not just against anybody, but not just against Purdue, but against the Purdue team that's one of the three or four best teams in the country, you know, by ranking. Um, yeah. So, I mean, just all the all the credit in the world to the X Factor. To it's almost minimizing it just to say that IU only had three turnovers. Neither of them had a turnover. The, uh, Trace Jackson Davis had a pair of them. And there was a team turnover, I believe it was a shot clock violation. That was it. That was I used three turnovers on the night. And that, I mean, it's been highs and lows when it comes to the turnovers this year. This is the blueprint for uh, how you have success, especially when you don't have trace for uh, 30 of the 40 minutes tonight is you don't turn the ball over. You play strong defense. IU didn't hit free throws, but they knocked down a couple of big threes, um, got out in transition. Uh, they had 12 points off of turnovers, 19 fast break points, though. Uh, a lot of that was from those guards, Xavier Johnson, Fennessey. Uh, Trey Galloway continues to just be incredible. Um, he he got under the skin of Jaden Ivey tonight, uh, took, a, took a little shove to the chest there. That's what you want from him. That's how he's going to make his impact on both on both ends of the court. Be that energy guy. Be annoying. Be a pest. He's our pest, though. Uh, he has eight points, four rebounds, a couple of assists. Uh, he had a steal. Um, Fennessey had four steals on the night. Parker Stewart had one that he turned into uh, a foul on the other end. Um, so many, We've talked all season long about how frustrating the guard play has been. They all played great on the night. Finnessy, Johnson, Stewart, Galloway, um, they all were terrific on the night. So I cannot tip my hat to them more. Um, on a night where Trace plays 11 minutes, Race Thompson goes 4 of 10 from the field, those two were virtual non-factors offensively. I thought Race played well just kind of in general and every other way, which he typically does. Um, but to have those two basically be non-factors and get a win against Purdue is incredible. It speaks volumes to what this team is capable of. Uh, last person to, to talk on 
uh, before we take a break. He didn't have statistically necessarily a huge night. He was very important tonight. Michael Durr plays 24 minutes, uh, by far the most he's played this season. Uh, he only finishes with four points. He actually didn't record a rebound. Uh, he had a couple blocks, though, and a couple steals. With Trace out for the vast majority of the game, Michael Durr stepped up massive tonight, I thought. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be via just scoring. It doesn't have to be via defense. It's It, it was really just an effort game from him, and, and he's stepped up. You know, this is not a situation I would imagine he would have expected himself to be in. Um, you know, with, with Trace only playing 11 minutes tonight. I mean, we just won a basketball game against the number four team in the country where our best play, where our best player and wooden award contender played 11 minutes. I, I mean, yeah. th that is just a testament to the effort that Durr put in tonight. And he was just every single player bottom to top. And I wish I could just name them all and just, and just rattle off all of the good things that they did, but it was just such an, unbelievable effort and that's just that next man up mentality that Mike Woodson has instilled into this team every single player is ready to step up fantasy off the bench ready to step up Durr off the bench ready to step up these guys are always ready to play and it's just it, it's just a testament to the spirit of the team that someone like Durr can come in who plays limited minutes and really just own the position for the remainder of the game and and we never you know, we never hemorrhaged points or we never stopped scoring. There was no letdown on one end or the other. Obviously, some of that is due to the scoring from the guard play uh, as opposed to, you know, losing Trace's scoring on a night where he didn't have it and was in foul trouble. But it's just, man, this is special kids, really, really special kids, a, a really special group of kids. And tonight is going to live a very – obviously, the, the, there's a lot of game left to play in the season – Tonight's going to live very long in the memories of a lot of Indiana, uh, of a lot of Indiana fans and the players. Is I, I would hope as well. I mean, they they earned the hell out of this win tonight. Every single one of them. We will uh, make our final points about the players, and then we have a lot to talk about with Mike Woodson as well. Uh, <laughs> I hope you guys bet on the Hoosiers tonight. I don't know that I would have recommended it. I did not do it. Uh, the Purdue was favored by eight and a half. So you won that one comfortably if you did. Bet Online, though, would like to wish you guys a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Free money they are trying to give you guys just by using the promo code locked on to get started. So whether it's football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, or even some of your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. You mentioned, honestly, we could talk about every single one of these players, um, and we won't, We don't have time to do it. Uh, we might save it until next week. As you said, we're going to remember this one for a while. Uh, just also a shout-out to the, the defensive effort. This was, as we talked about in Thursday's episode, one of the very best offenses in the country. 
Hoosiers hold them to 65 points. Um, they forced 12 turnovers. Uh, Purdue was only 8 of 23 from the three-point line. Um, Travion Williams was as much of a non-factor as Trace Jackson Davis was, and he was never in foul trouble. Uh, so credit across the board to all those guys. Uh, we've talked about a lot of players and things. Before we jump to Woodson, is there any other players, moments, stats, anything like that you want to highlight? Yeah. Uh, shout out to Trace. Um, cold, only played 11 minutes, four fouls. Um, biggest defensive stop of the night. Yeah. Uh, kept kept his hands up, was, aggre- was aggressively driven at. Really, the, the those last two defensive possessions, you know, the the – last second heave notwithstanding trace stood in there he took his blows he kept his hands up he played very good strong fundamental defense and on a night where i'm sure he was incredibly frustrated to be limited to 11 11 minutes where he had four personal fouls very quickly um it's very easy for a 20 21 year old kid to lose his head and he kept his head in the game and showed up went the game on the line made the best defensive play of the night uh the two best defensive plays of the night really so um I, usually we give him plaudits for everything that he does and his scoring, but just being ready, coming in and making the right fundamental play, especially on the defensive side of the ball is it's a huge credit to him for be you know, for, for being able to step up and make that play with the game on the line. Yeah. I mean, just from a mentality standpoint too, he had to be frustrated. Um, I thought particularly that fourth foul call was, off. not yeah was not great uh it looked like race thompson was the one that had come across and uh, fouled Edie. um but he had to be frustrated for a number of reasons this was kind of seen as his moment um he he hadn't beaten none of these players had beaten purdue and everybody kind of had these high expectations for him i'm sure that he had the same high expectations so to go through, as you said, what he went through for 37 minutes and be a, a non-factor in this game. And then to come in, he had to know at the end of the game that they were going to go right at him um, to try to draw his fifth foul. And to make that play on Ivy, force a, a wild, really, really wild and bad shot to corral the rebound and then to knock down those two free throws. He had missed it two just right before that. And to knock down those two free throws, seal this game, um, man, kudos to him. Like you said, we give him plaudits for all types of stuff. It's wild that it took us the better part of really 25 minutes to talk about him tonight, which, again, just shows how incredible this performance was overall, that IU was able to do this basically without him tonight. And um, this is a confidence booster for the whole team because – so much of this season has been race having to do a lot of things and the rest of the guys just kind of contributing. And tonight it was everybody else doing everything and trace just kind of being a, a non-factor, like I said, and uh, obviously out of his control, but shout out to him. Shout out to every Hoosier tonight and shout out to Mike Woodson. I, uh, I gave my thought kind of my initial thoughts on him. What this, this program already seems to be going through a culture shift and he's been here for 15, 16, 17 games. What has he already meant to this program? Everything. Everything. This is a game 
for, forget about the game because obviously under the previous regime, we're not even in this game. Um, yeah. we're, we're, we're just not. Um, the readiness of the bench players, uh, of guys to just being able to step up um, when their name is called. Um, no one putting their heads down when the offense ground to a halt towards the end of the game. Um, just it, the it, the execution, the energy, the belief, the uh, all you have to really do is listen to Rob Finnessy talk about Mike Woodson, and you can see what he means to all of the kids. Obviously, him in particular, given his struggles throughout his time at Indiana, um, given that he'd sort of been fighting for playing time and you know this, that, and the other thing. Um, just it reflects the spirit of the team, and the team is a reflection of the coach. It, that's usually how it is. The team is a reflection of the coach, and this is a special team. And I was so wrong about everything about Mike Woodson. I still disagree with the process. Don't get me wrong, but they got, they, it feels like they got the right guy. And it's weird to say that 18, 19, 20 games into a regime, but it feels like they got the right guy. And the thing that I really want to highlight, honestly, is that last offensive possession. Um, One, obviously going right back to fantasy, unbelievable, but two, how many times and how many years have we seen a game is on the line and we just have a guy, particularly Trace, um, dribbling the ball at the top of the three-point line and dribble and dribble and hold the ball, and the offense gets into its set with about 10 seconds left on the shot clock, maybe less. Um, they had a play ready. They had a play ready to execute. They executed it. The fir- They executed it the first time. Finnessy just, short- just short-armed it just a little bit. Um, the confidence then to go right back to him and take it right out, right away, right off that out of bounds play, not hold, say, all right, we're going to go for the last shot, ride or die. They were prepared for everything here. If fantasy misses, no doubt in my mind, they foul right away. They were uber prepared at the end of the game for those end of game situations. Not a single player looked flustered, not a single coach looked flustered. They were so ready for this game and every situation that popped up in it. And it is just, it's such a reflection of, of him in this basketball team. And it's, it's wild to see that he's sort of changed the culture almost overnight, but he has. And these, these guys are learning again. We, we say it every time I'm on, they're learning how to win. They are learning how to win. And tonight was such a, a masterclass in execution from beginning to end from learning how to win when your offense is ugly, learning how to lock down on defense when the offense isn't there. I mean, every single thing beginning to uh, to end reeked of Woody. And he was just, I mean, I can, I really cannot say enough about the guy. He is the perfect, perfect coach for this team, the perfect coach for the state of Indiana basketball that we were in. I mean, he is just an absolute rock star, an absolute rock star. And I'm just, I'm happy he's our coach and not someone else's. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. I I'm right there with you. I was very wrong about Woodson. Uh, I had lots of reservations, um, and he's proven every one of them wrong. Uh, he is a terrific. Uh, he's terrific at kind of drawing up those those plays. Uh, it's something that Penn State's coach mentioned that he wanted to avoid situations where Woodson could draw up a play. Um, and as you said, they drew one up for fantasy 
uh, after the initial timeout, it didn't work. That they went right back to him. Finnessy asked for the ball. Woodson trusted him to get the ball to make the shot. And I, as you said, and I love it, this team is a reflection of Woodson. There's so much confidence in themselves that just wasn't ever there last season. And they're learning. And you just need to look back to that Syracuse game earlier in the season where they literally did dribble the clock out. I believe it was the first overtime. I That game was so wild that I can't remember which when specifically they did. It was either regulation or the first overtime where they did just dribble the clock out and compare that to tonight where they just didn't even let it get to that situation. They they draw up the out-of-bounds play and Finnessy immediately knocks down the shot. So uh, 100% this team is learning. Uh, they're improving, which I think is the biggest thing that wasn't there in previous years. They're building on what they have last year. And under Archie, you would get a random win over a Michigan State and Ohio State, whatever it is. And then you, they would regress right back to kind of old habits and lose three, four straight games. There was no it never felt like an upward trajectory. This season has felt like an upward trajectory. There's been some bumps along the way, the Penn State game, the second halves in Iowa and Wisconsin. But overall, this has been trending upward all season long. And that's that's Mike Woodson. That's It's unbelievable that what he's been able to do, uh, again, not even just wins and losses, but um, just it, it's the phrase I use, just a culture shift that this program is, has undergone already uh, this quickly into his tenure. I agree. It feels like Indiana got the right guy, and uh, maybe that's recency bias speaking, but that is fine with me because I love this recency bias. What a night. What a moment. Uh, I, you have any kind of final thoughts on the night, the win, the game, any of that? It's hard to maintain perspective in sports sometimes. It's hard not to let yourself get swept up in the moment. But this is such a night to just get swept up in the moment. This this feels – I really hesitate to do this, but I'll, I'll say it. Um, this feels a little bit like the Kentucky game in 2011 in the sense that it feels like a major tor- turning point for the program, a major signature win that they can point to and say, this is it. This is when we said we were back. This is what it, what happened the past four years, five years no longer exists. Forget about it. This is the team that we are. This is the team that we want to be moving forward. And it, it, it just feels like such beyond a, and it feels beyond a signature win because it's Purdue. Let's, let's just get that out of the way. If this, this would not feel as momentous if this was a number four ranked Michigan team, a number four ranked Michigan state team. I mean, it, it just wouldn't. And the fact that it's Purdue just makes it all the more sweet. It makes it that much better. Um, I adjust my ceiling for this team every single game that they play. Um, but <laughs> there, there's no denying it now. This is this is Indiana. We are, you know, you can quantify whatever back means to your own to your own scale, but we are back at, as a competitive program. And this is the win that they can point to and they can show recruits. Most importantly, that they can show recruits, this is it. This is Indiana. This is who we are at our core. This is the environment we have every single home game, every single night. 
you want to come play here. I don't know a single person that wouldn't want to come play here for this coach, for this environment, for this team. I, I just don't. And this is just, it feels like such a signature win, a potential turning point for the program. I mean, it's just one of those days where you're just proud to be an Indiana fan. And I am, I am proud and I am hoarse and I am just, I am happy. And, and especially after the letdown of football season, the, the <laughs> euphoria of basketball season has, I've gotten totally swept up in it. And now I think we know just come into seasons with no expectations and, <laughs> and the teams are going to be happy and the teams are going to make you happy. So I don't care what we are preseason ranking next year. I don't care if we win the national championship or don't make the tournament. No expectations going into next year. That is my promise to you, Jacob. Indiana is back again. However you want to quantify that to me, you're consistently competitive and Indiana is consistently competitive. They have been all season. There's a lot of things that we didn't touch on this episode, both relative to the game. The Hoosiers play again on Sunday. You, we don't have a preview for that. The The quick turnaround, uh, they play Michigan at home on Sunday. Uh, the challenge obviously going to be to avoid any kind of letdown. I would think Trace might have a pretty big game in that one after uh, not doing a whole lot tonight. Um, there were recruits in the building. Uh, Gabe Cuts, Cups, excuse me, a 2023 commit was there. There was a, another point guard from Finland that was there, uh, a target, Miro Little. Um, so there were recruits in the building. Like you said, they can point to this one. We did, I didn't even get to talk about IU women's basketball news. Mackenzie Holmes had a procedure on her knee. Uh, we will talk about that on Monday because the women's basketball team obviously will not be playing until Thursday. But this was a Rob Fennessy episode. This was the IU Purdue episode. And uh, what a night. Shout out to Rob Fennessy. Shout out to Mike Woodson. Uh, shout out to the fans, everybody with IU, everybody in Bloomington. What a night. A memorable one. Thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back on Monday to recap that Michigan game, see if the Hoosiers can keep uh, the winning streak going. Now, for your second listen today, head on over to the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Thank you for all the love, guys. Uh, follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating. Most importantly, have a great Friday. We love you, Rob Fennessy and Elio.